Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. This week's guest is someone I am so happy to be bringing on, and that is motivational speaker and health and compassion activist, Haley Thomas. At just 19 years old, Haley is the founder and CEO of the nonprofit Happy, which she founded when she was only 12 years old. The organization focuses on youth empowerment through holistic education, and Haley also invests her time in working towards free and affordable plant-based education in communities of need. On top of all of this, Haley has her book Living Lively out now, which serves as both a cookbook filled with lovely plant-based recipes and also a guide for healthy eating. I myself am already feeling so inspired just talking about all of her accomplishments. So with that said, I'm really excited for you all to hear from Haley and learn about her work as a health and compassion activist. So you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, today we are joined by the amazing Haley Thomas. Haley, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Definitely. We're excited to have you. So for anyone who may not know, Haley, you're a wellness and compassion activist, a lifestyle content creator, and you're the founder and CEO of the nonprofit Happy. You also have a thriving presence on social media, and you use your platform to promote things like self-care and your activism and community work as well. So you're pretty busy, I take it. Yes, very. um, It's been so weird to be busy during a pandemic um, at the same time. So it's, it's definitely been a lot, but I'm so grateful to do the work that I do. Amazing. So yeah, I want to really go into and just we could dive right into the projects you work on. So you work on a number of projects and your central focus in all of them is to really motivate and empower young people to monitor and prioritize their well-being and their self-care. So I'm really curious, how did you get involved and interested in activism and public speaking? Yeah, um, I, my work really unfolded in, in such an organic way. And I think it was really cool to kind of see it become what it is today, just because I, when I originally started, I really didn't um, have an idea of where it could go, but also not even a clear idea of like what an a- activist was or like what it looked like to be a speaker. It was just I kind of just fell into it. And so um, really it all got started for me, you know, after my dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when I was around eight years old. And through his diagnosis, my family and I started learning so much about food and wellness because we didn't want him to take the medication that he was prescribed that had just unbelievable side effects and could easily lead to more chronic illnesses. And so um, my parents had looked into food as an alternative healing technique. And so we decided to go down that path. And through that, I was able to learn so much about um, food and where it comes from, how it grows, reading food labels, and just being generally more mindful about what I'm putting into my body and knowing, um, you know, what nourishes me and what depletes me. And through this process of learning and getting educated with my family and changing all the things we were eating, um, my dad started to get better. And eventually we were able to completely reverse his condition. And so through that experience, you know, I was able to see the power of food in like a real life example. And I started to kind of 
look around, you know, at my school or even in my friend group and think like, why aren't we talking about this? Why don't, you know, all of us um, have this information at our disposal? Why isn't this prioritized in, you know, our PE class, which, you know, is a rare thing um, these days, of course, pandemic wise, but even before this, Mm -hmm. you know, physical education classes weren't, aren't always mandatory in schools across the country. So even when I had that class, you know, there was no mention of food as something to pay attention to in regards to your health. And so I started to just feel like there was a conversation missing and I wanted to do something about it and share this information in a way that was fun and, you know, not demeaning or anything like that, because that's not how I learned about it. It was through love and creativity. So I wanted to kind of replicate that experience that I had at home um, with my peers. And that's really what inspired me to get started. And again, I didn't like I was like 10 at the time, by the time I really started to do some advocacy work. And I just didn't have the context of like what an activist is um, that we do have today. And, you know, it's such a generally known term and a kind of field of work. But then I was just like doing what I loved. And I was just trying to educate my friends and my community. And through that, it just kind of started to unfold in this really beautiful way of getting opportunities to speak and share my story. And again, I had no idea, like I would even have the potential to like be a speaker, but my parents have always really encouraged and supported me in, you know, everything that I want to do or anything that I have an interest in, they're 100% behind it. And I've never really kind of tried to force me down a certain path. So just having their support and encouragement and, really them always wanting me to be a leader and not a follower kind of having that mentality just gave me the confidence to like try it and then (laughs) see what happens and through just getting to continue to practice and share my story I really found you know a love for speaking and eventually a love for community work and um, that's also what led me to eventually found my nonprofit happy so yeah it's just been an evolution that in many ways feels like it's been out of my control. It's just kind of mm-hmm. flowed and, and, and gone in all different directions. It's really its come to a place that I'm super, super proud of. Right. And, you know, that's really beautiful because as you were saying, I think there seems to be a dialogue missing. And I think that's why there's such a need to hear stories like yours yeah. because a lot of the times, or at least in my <laughs> my perspective, I feel like we only hear about the negative aspects of food and what we're eating and how, you know, food can be very harmful. And, you know, we hear junk food and phrases like that a lot, but there's never a lot of talk about how beautiful and how, you know, impactful food can be if you're eating properly. And, you know, wellness, I think is a term and a mindset that has been growing throughout the country, at least in the U S um, So, yeah, I mean, did you feel that like that dialogue, that that conversation was missing regarding the positive aspects of food? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's a great point, Um, especially in like, you know, early 2010s, like, you know, talking (laughs) about healthy food, it was really just an emerging conversation. And for me, um, I thought it was so important to like highlight the joy of healthy eating and highlight the amount of creativity that can come through, you know, preparing these foods and learning how to remix your favorite foods. And so all of that, you know, fueled my intention for sure was just to make sure that this information um, to my peers and to kids in underserved communities was being, you know, 
received in a way that was um, fun and exciting and really just re-energize the whole conversation because I think a lot of us kind of had this perception of healthy food as like soggy spinach and you know bland salad or whatever and I really wanted to uh, you know, be a part of redefining that definition of health and wellness and just showing, you know, kids that it can be so much more than that and actually a really joyful experience rather than, you know, just giving up everything that you love and being miserable, but healthy, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted that joy aspect to be incorporated. So it's been really great to see the food movement really um, go in that direction over these past few years and now even seeing this emphasis on holistic wellness and, and looking at the the big picture and all the things that really influence our well-being. Yeah, I completely agree. I think another thing, you know, with healthy eating, a big misconception, or at least to me, is that a lot of people associate healthy eating with dieting. And that's, you know, not really the case most of the times. You could just be watching what you eat and properly nourishing yourself Mm -hmm. and making, just being mindful about what you're putting into your body, what you're consuming. So you have your book coming out, uh, Living Lively, I believe. And that's so exciting. It's your first book, correct? Yes, it's my first, um, well, solo cookbook. I did, like, I co-authored a cookbook when I was, like, 13 or 14, but it just featured a few of my recipes, and, you know, it was just a little introduction to the space, but this experience has been completely different and so much more work in terms of just really, you know, spending the past two years working on this idea and pitching it and creating it and shooting photos, and it's just been such a surreal experience and unbelievable that it's about to like have a life of its own pretty soon so yeah that's incredible I'm definitely so excited to purchase it and check it out so um for those who don't know what is going to be discussed in the book I I know it's a cookbook but like what kind of recipes Mm -hmm. will we be highlighting yeah so living lively is really kind of a new take on a cookbook, I would say. I call it an empowerment cookbook because it's um, not just about, you know, food and and recipes and the things that we traditionally view as, you know, ways to acquire um, good health, but it also focuses on seven areas in our lives that we can nurture in order to uh, contribute to our overall well-being. So it's half, you know, self-growth, self-help, motivational aspect, and then half recipes. So I wanted to really just bridge the gap between those two topics and really present this intersectional book that allows us all to dive into introspection and think about our well-being um, from a holistic lens. So that's what I'm really excited about is just presenting something, you know, for my generation and, you know, all generations, but of course it's written through um, my perspective and it also highlights the stories of amazing young women who are also, you know, from Gen Z who are doing amazing things and tapping into um, the seven points of power that are highlighted in the book to really become their best selves. So it's, I'm, I'm just really excited to see kind of how this combination is received and to see people just really dive into getting to know themselves and, and the tools that are provided in order to really put that into action. That's great. I love when a cookbook has more to it than just cooking itself. Yeah. Um, so I love that and the whole empowerment aspect behind it. I can't wait to check it out. And yeah, so in addition to many of the other things you do, oh my, I really don't know how you do it. 
Um, you talked about your organization briefly before, the Happy Org. It's a nonprofit which you started when you were 12 years old, which is incredible. Uh, would you mind discussing what exactly Happy is? I know it's an acronym, and mm-hmm. what you're striving to do with the organization. HAPPY is an acronym, so it stands for Healthy, Active, Positive, Purposeful Youth. And for the past uh, seven going on eight years now, we've really been trying to empower young people through holistic wellness education. And so for the first um, few years that we were, you know, a nonprofit and just getting started, um, we were really just testing out kind of all the ways that I wanted to engage uh, my peers. So we had a fiscal sponsorship with our local YWCA um, in Tucson, Arizona, which we we lived prior to um, here in New York. And getting to do that was just super fun. We were able to really learn from the community that we were trying to serve and get to do like summer camps and uh, cooking demos, presentations. And so for a majority of our journey, it was really food focused, like 100% mm-hmm. food and movement focused. But recently, as kind of my awareness as an individual has grown, and just collective awareness has grown, we've really found that it's so important to touch on, you know, the other aspects of health, like what is reflected in Living Lively. Same through our nonprofit work, we've been incorporating this aspect of self-care and mental well-being. And actually, we are doing a self-care summer camp on Zoom right now um, this week, and we did it a few weeks ago as well. And it's all about, you know, the many other ways that we can take care of ourselves. And so helping kids learn about different tools to handle their emotions, um, gratitude and creating affirmation jars. And so it's all around really building that positive mindset and resilience in order to face, you know, the challenges that we're experiencing right now. So it's been really fun to explore that side of of HAPPY, the, you know, the more positive, purposeful side of our acronym and getting to do that has been really great. And so we just want to continue to grow our work in a way that's intersectional and really covers all bases of wellness and to just make this information accessible and digestible for young people. So it's been super fun journey. We've learned a lot and, you know, have been able to impact tens of thousands of kids, which has been so unbelievable. Um, (laughs) But it's been just a beautiful journey for sure. That's amazing. And yeah, I think, you know, you brought up self-care and we've talked about this on my podcast in the past. The theme of self-care isn't selfish. And especially right now, um, I think the people really, individuals of all ages, um, especially youth, should really be prioritizing and monitoring their mental health and their well-being. And again, like I said, self-care isn't selfish hone in on, you know, problems going on in your own life. And I think it's just incredible that you're working with very young people on how to prioritize that and uh, take notice of it. So yeah, I did see that you had summer camps going on. So what's the feedback been with that? Oh my gosh, it's been so just humbling. And I've felt really just proud of um, how we've been able to show up and also really proud of the kids who have been going through the program. We've been getting some beautiful messages from parents just saying like, siblings are interacting with each other in ways that are so much more compassionate. They're um, hiding like affirmations around the house and 
just more mindful of how they're engaging with themselves and others. And we've just received quite a few emails uh, of that type of feedback. And it's been such a, a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, I believe that having, you know, a generation that is empowered and that prioritizes their well-being is going to create, you know, a future for us where we can all thrive. Because I think really a lot of our, um, you know, issues in this country and globally are rooted in just this suppression of our humanity and this lack of prioritization of our individual and collective health. And so when we have a generation being raised with this mindset that their, you know, their mental health and their physical health is important and number one, and that being of service to others through that wellness that you acquire um, is essential, that's going to completely shape how our, our society works um, in a few years, you know, and I think that that's a really amazing thing to see is that these kids won't have to, you know, unlearn toxic behaviors or mindsets. They'll already come in with this kind of toolkit for them to help them go through life and face these challenges. And, you know, of course, those tools are not only offered through us, but also so many other amazing, you know, organizations and educational tools. And I think that's just the most exciting thing about this work is that it's really going to be transformational. Right. Yeah. I, I said it this morning, actually, I was watching the news and <laughs> I, oh, I just let out like a big sigh. And I just said, we are yeah. so divided right now as a country. And mm-hmm. it's really, it's really hard to digest at times, like how um, angry and divided everyone is. And I think what you said, teaching young people, at such a at such a small young age about conflict resolution and how to deal with your feelings and that's just really going to take them so far in life and hopefully it'll just bring a little more togetherness to society absolutely um, yeah. absolutely and i think you know um you know people always say like that it's not necessarily like important to reach the hearts of other people like it's all about policy change and you know um all those things and changing systems we have to remember that people are behind those policy changes and those systemic you know systemic restructuring and all Mm -hmm. of that and so um if we have people who are really as individuals healed and or at least able to face these challenges that we're going through like that's that's going to completely change how um everything you know is in our world. I just think that it's going to be really cool to to see that because obviously there's so much pain and even in mm-hmm. our structuring of society, you know, there's a prioritization of making money and being in a certain class or, you know, looking a certain way and pretending you have everything together. And I think this year, especially all of those facades are kind of crumbling and we're realizing that nobody has been really thriving to their full potential mm-hmm. um, at this point, even those who maybe have acquired wealth or status. There's just a lot of um, unhappiness and, and lack of fulfillment. And I think it's just getting back to the basics of who we are, getting to understand that and process our feelings and listen to and understand others. All of those skills are mm-hmm. needed right now. And it's really crazy to see that a lot of us, you know, are just now learning those things. So if we can have the kids like already good to go, um, I think that will definitely make a significant difference. For sure. And I think the way you're doing it right now with, I said, 
We have so much time on our hands during this whole pandemic, as unfortunate as it is, um, but we have a lot more time on our hands to be focusing on issues and how to grow from it and, you know, how to instill, especially in young people, ways we can change. Um, So yeah, I think the summer camp idea, the summer program you're doing is just incredible. Um, But in addition to happy, what are you hoping to see for the future? Um, Do you have any plans, any directions you want to take it going forward? Yeah, we definitely want to build out our our resources and just make it even more accessible. So, you know, up until this year, all of our programming happened in person and through school tours and, and programming, things like that. But we've been working for a few years on a happy academy where we can really take all the information that we teach in person or even, you know, through this self care camp and make it accessible through an online learning platform. So just like there's, you know, entrepreneurial courses and academies for adults or even self-growth academies. Um, We want that for for young people too, so that it's something that they can go through different courses and have engaging content, games, videos, things like that to really dive into all of these different topics, whether that's cooking or nutrition or self-care and um, even how to tap into their you know passions and make a difference in the world so we're really excited about developing that and hopefully having it ready soon but you know of course one of our big dreams is to also have like our own facility like a happy campus and where we can have all these um, elements that we teach just readily available and have a space for really community healing that would be amazing but we'll see what happens these next few (laughs) years Sure. And I think, you know, you started all these things, you started all these organizations and um, your advocacy work, and you didn't really know what kind of shape it would take. And and who knows, you know, five years from now, you know, what the happy work, what all of your work is going to expand into. So it's really exciting. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to see what unfolds for sure. Well, and then one of uh, one of the last things I wanted to bring up is that you are very involved in climate change and environmentalism. I actually got to see a couple of your talks you did for Earth Day and just on climate change in general. How did you get motivated and involved to use your platform and your voice to discuss issues like that? Um, I think through really going vegan in um, 2014, I was able to kind of understand my individual impact on the environment just through my diet alone. And then eventually, you know, that kind of spills into understanding the collective impact and and other areas in which I could, you know, be more sustainable and things like that. So um, it's definitely something that is connected with all the work that I do and just even in the lifestyle that I lead. So I'm always really trying to find ways to, um, cause I'm not like a climate expert or anything like that, but I'm always trying to find ways to kind of infuse that joy into the actions that we can take to, um, be more eco-friendly or be more ethical in our decisions. And so that really, for me, I just want to be like an entry point for people to start learning about or be aware of these things. And I often share or amplify like other messages um, from different creators or activists who are doing amazing work, but also, you know, just through promoting a plant-based diet, I'm hoping that I'm showing people 
you know, this just can be delicious and you can still connect to your culture and your roots and enjoy the things that you've always enjoyed just through a modified form and also um, helping people, you know, recognize that doing something so purposeful for, for your body and for the world is just such an amazing feeling. Just knowing that, you know, three day, three times a day, you're able to make an impact, or even if you have like one plant-based meal a week or a few throughout the week, like that is doing something and, and that's contributing in a really big and, and wonderful way. And I just want everyone to kind of approach the changes that we can make in our lives through this lightheartedness you know a lot of the issues that we're facing are very serious but I think that in order to make that journey somewhat enjoyable and and to kind of have lasting fuel to fight through all the different challenges that we're facing we really have to tap into some form of joy some form of love and to be just really grounded in that so that could look like self-compassion or compassion for others as you try to educate um, your family and your friends and just really being patient throughout all of that so I've been um, really open about just what I'm learning and it's been really cool to see others also on that journey with me and yeah like you said I think it's doesn't always have to be a big change to your life. It could be maybe watching, you know, what you're eating, um, adapting to a vegan lifestyle, transitioning to that, watching what products you're using, try to be more sustainable in that way. And then, of course, educating others, making people aware. I try and do that with, you know, family, friends. I say, hey, you're throwing that out on the trash. It could go on the recycling. There's so many ways um, people can partake in environmentalism um, and sustainability in general. So yeah, I think that's really great. And then before you go, since this is handling it, um, and everybody, especially right now, is trying to handle their lives in their own ways, um, has there been a piece of advice or maybe a lesson you've learned throughout all of your advocacy work and having your nonprofit that's helped you handle your life? Um, I think probably maybe two things that have really helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, one being being okay with being vulnerable and uh, speaking my truth, validating my own voice. All of those things have really helped me just stay true to who I am and really tapped into my intention behind all the work that I do. So um, just ensuring that like, I'm never, you know, my own enemy or, you know, kind of criticizing myself too much, things like that. And and then the second thing, um, I think we're all learning this year is just to like surrender in many ways, <laughs> just kind of accept what's happening. Um, I've been able to really tap into nurturing and supporting myself in the things that I can control and kind of letting everything else unfold as as it should and this is something you know that I've tried to engage in over the years but this year especially mm-hmm. so many things that I thought were going to happen you know completely disappeared mm-hmm. um even you know with my book like it was going to release um in May and so then the date got pushed back to July and then of course I had this whole idea of like my book tour and how it was going to be and all of that for like two years I had this whole concept of what it would be Mm -hmm. and through this experience and um everything I've just kind of realized that it's actually very freeing to just try your best show up in the ways that you can do what you can in in every present moment and then 
see what happens and and react to that situation as it comes to you. So um, yeah, those two things have really helped me kind of get through this time and, Mm -hmm. and through just my journey in general. Yeah, I mean, I think I've talked about this before, this pandemic, it really does make it really hard to look into the future and map it out. And for me as someone who I think like you were saying, I really have a lot like in my head of things I want to accomplish and goals and, you know, just what I'm mapping out the next even six months from now to look like it makes it so difficult. But I think, yeah, you definitely have to at times just throw in the towel and surrender and just accept that this is the plan we're all supposed to be on, you know, and yeah. And even just it's been helpful for me to understand that if I'm clear on, you know, my intention behind everything that I'm doing, however it manifests um, is, is the perfect way for it to play out. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, for anyone who's kind of struggling during this time and figuring out like what to do and how to show up or how to, you know, work towards your goals and the things you want to see for yourself or the world in the future, it's just like stay Mm -hmm. grounded in that intention and, and recognize that whatever action you can take now to push towards that thing, it's it's still valid, even if it doesn't look like, you know, what you imagined it would be. So yeah, totally. we're all just <laughs> trying to handle it for sure. Right. <laughs> well, Haley, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and discussing all of your work and accomplishments. Um, yeah, I really do think you're amazing. And for such a young age to have so much motivation and care for the world and you know how to better society and uh looking out for people's self-care and well-being um it's really incredible so thank you you. i appreciate that and really enjoyed our conversation Alrighty, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Haley. At 19 years old, she is doing so many amazing and incredible things. I've listed links below for you to check out both The Happy Org and Living Lively. I'm so excited for you to check out the book as healthy living and eating is something I've been trying to focus my energy on during the pandemic. So thank you, Haley, for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.